0: Uh, somebody that's a winner in uh, in legal matters and in life is Debbie Schlussel. She is an attorney, a, a conservative political commentator, an author, and a film critic that we're kind enough, that we're lucky enough to be able to tap into from time to time. Debbie, it's uh, great to talk to you. Thank for thank you for coming back on the program. Thank you. Great to be back. What have you been up to? What's new in uh, Debbie Schlussel world?
1: Oh, you know, just doing my legal practice and my movie reviews and keeping busy and trying to stay out of trouble.
0: Well, where's the fun in that, Debbie?
1: I know, I know. By the way, is there a Caesars in Atlantic City? Yes, you would have gotten there. That's that. what I would have guessed. See,
0: you would have been fine. You would have been fine. Um, and, you know, maybe one day you'll, you'll call in and, you know, try your hand at winning that. All right. Um, let's uh let's delve into some of the motion pictures that uh, people might be interested in seeing. We haven't spoken in a little while, so I'm sure there's a great deal that we uh, can catch up on. There's a film called uh Samaritan. Uh what is what's that all about?
1: All right, so that comes out this week that stars Sylvester Enzio Stallone. He is back in his mid, I think late 70s, isn't he 76 now? He is an action hero in this movie. I actually like this movie a lot. Um, August is usually the time for the pet cemetery of bad movies where Hollywood <laughs> sends them to die a quick death, but I enjoyed this. It's, it's kind of dark. It takes place in Granite City, which is supposed to be New York City. You know, Batman has Gotham. Sure. And Sylvester Stallone has Granite. So uh, it is about this young boy who is a fan of these former. Superhero and villain twin brothers who have are said to have died, and he's obsessed with the good one, the, the superhero, who's called Samaritan, and he discovers that this garbage man that lives in the low-income housing where he and his single mother live is Samaritan, and he saves him from some bust-ups, and he comes back into action. I really enjoyed cool. this. It's a lot of fun. Even if it's a dark movie, it kind of reminded me like some of the movies from the 80s, like Escape from New York and so on. And I enjoyed it.
0: So um, he plays sort of a, a fictionalized version of himself, I
1: guess. Yes, definitely. And, and is definitely. it is it
0: is? I know you said it's it's sort of dark, but is it also funny or is it just strictly drama and action?
1: It is funny. Um, Sylvester Stallone, he has a few wisecracks. I enjoyed it um and you know it's the, the, it is broken up from the darkness with some good moments so uh, i think it's a it's a good escapist movie if you want something that's an hour and a half it's quick it's a tight movie it's not boring
0: all right and then we're always on the lookout for political bias one way or another is there any surreptitious conservative or liberal messaging that's in this film
1: no i and you know that's another thing to enjoy about it hollywood stayed out of messaging That's nice. in
0: good. this one. That's nice. All right. Let me ask you about The Invitation. This is interesting. This is a kind of a horror mystery film. It's a supernatural horror film. What do we think of this, Debbie?
1: So I enjoyed this, too. I love a good scary movie. Most of them don't scare me because I'm kind of jaded from the, from seeing so many. I found this to be scary and creepy. Some of it I kind of saw coming, but a lot of it I didn't. And this is another New York-based movie at first. It's about this woman who is black. Race is a part of – that's the one thing I didn't appreciate about the movie is the racialism. Mm. Um, she is black. She, discover, she takes a DNA test, and she discovers that she is related to this rich white family in England. And they invite her for the weekend, pay for her trip. And she goes to this—I uh, guess you would call it—a manor, this very creepy castle-like mansion. And she develops a relationship with the lord of the manor, um, and it's her family—they're all excited to meet her because the legend is—or the story is—that her great grandfather was a servant of theirs, and it was she's the product of. Uh, descended, she's descended from an illicit relationship, and they feel bad, and they want to make amends to her. I kind of found found this movie with the racial overtones of it to be sort of like the Jordan Peele movies. This is like something he would have written. Um, and he the, did Get the, Out the woman, for people
0: that don't remember Get Out. Right? Yes,
1: and the woman that's the main star of this looks exactly like Meghan Markle. And I feel like maybe there's a message here (laughs) about the royal family. It's not so veiled.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Um, There's another film that's gotten uh, sort of mixed reviews, 3,000 Years of Longing. This is uh, a fantasy film. This didn't look like it was up my alley. Uh, What do you think? Is this
1: up my alley? No. I hated this movie. So – The story is that Tilda Swinton, who's always very weird and in a lot of weird movies and roles, she is a woman that's an academic who studies fairy tales and myths. And she's in Turkey to lecture. She buys this bottle and opens it and a genie comes out. And the genie is played by Idris Elba and he grants her three wishes, but she doesn't want to take them because she, she knows what happens in all these fables with the three wishes. It begets tragedy and, and misfortune. But he begs her to do use the three wishes because it'll free him from these bottles forever. Um, and soon they're in a relationship, which I didn't buy for a second. He in real life, I think, is in his mid to late 40s, and she's like 61 or 62. And it just didn't, there wasn't really chemistry there. The story is a long, slow, and boring. He tells about... The history of his life as a genie in turkey and there's a lot of um uh islamic overtones and also there's this really gross uh, set of scenes where this aberrant prince who's fat has giant morbidly obese naked fat women in orgies and i didn't need to see that no wow. thank you it's an unsee 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 scene um Okay, how about uh how about this
0: is something that I haven't heard much about. Breaking. It's a uh I guess it's sort of a it's it's sort of a thriller drama. What's breaking about?
1: So this is uh the real a movie about the real life story of this marine who comes back after uh serving in either Afghanistan or Iraq or both and he is poor. He's been homeless for a period of time. And he holds up a bank to protest that the VA has withheld um eight hundred and ninety two dollars of his money and he's uh, because he didn't pay back some student loans or something. And it is tragic. Um I felt for this guy. listen, people who serve in the in our armed forces, especially in wars, there is a problem with homelessness and with mental illness, sure. which this guy had. But to hold up a bank over 900 less than $900, and it has a tragic ending, and I just didn't know why I sat hmm. through this. Hmm. Um, it, you, all you have to do is read this story. I don't want to go to the movies to see this. I think this story does need publicity in general about our armed service people and, you know, to take care of them. But uh, this movie was just heartbreaking.
0: Ugh. Yeah, it sounds it. I' Crossing that off my list. Uh, last week, there was a picture that came out, Beast. What's Beast about?
1: So this is another Idris Elba movie, and this one is much better. Um, he plays this father that's kind of been absentee. Um, his daughter's mother um, died of cancer, and he takes them on a safari. They're teen daughters. He takes them on a safari to Africa, and they get stuck in the wilderness where there is this lion whose pride has been killed by poachers, and is kind of stalking and hunting them, and they have to get away. Um, I enjoyed this. You know, for what it is, it's not a great movie, but it's an escapist movie. I wasn't bored by it. It's definitely exciting. Um, The Lion is uh, CGI, but you can't really tell. And uh, it was not bad. It it was, if you're looking for a good thriller, that or The Invitation. I preferred The Invitation, but Beast is not bad. All
0: right, so... If uh, people are looking for something to watch over the weekend, if they need to stay cool or if it ends up raining, then uh, you recommend Samaritan, you recommend The Invitation, and uh, if you're an Idris Elba fan, maybe check out Beast.
1: Exactly.
0: Anything else uh, that's out lately, because it's been a little while since we spoke, anything else that's out lately that uh, you highly recommend or something that's gotten a lot of hype that you'd highly recommend people stay away from?
1: Um, well, you know, I can't think of something that I really hated or that I really liked, but I could tell you this. I did enjoy on Netflix, and I never thought I would um, enjoy a movie about a guy with a fake girlfriend. I mean, what's the story? But I found it very entertaining This the on Netflix called Untold, um, the, the uh, Manti Tao story about the fake girlfriend that he never had oh. where he was catfished. And I thought it was an interesting story. I never knew, like, a lot of the stuff behind it. That's something, you know, that's important in the scheme of the world. But it's nice escapist documentary that's kind of like a popcorn documentary. And it was very interesting. And it's in the top ten huh. right now.
0: You know, Debbie, I am curious. Um, you know, it was announced this week that Curb Your enthusiasm's renewed for a 12th season. I can see you either really detesting Larry David's humor or really liking it. And I don't know which one I would bet on. Uh, Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm, like or dislike?
1: Absolutely love. I love that show. I can't get enough. I think there have been a couple seasons in between where maybe some of the shows weren't as great, but most of it is just hilarious. Um, And, you know, a lot of his situations that he gets into are of his own making but a lot of them I sort of feel like sometimes I've been in those same, situations same. where you just can't help it. Now, you didn't do anything wrong. It, now, you are
0: you're an observant Jew, very proud uh Jewish person. One of the things that when I was talking about Larry David a week or two ago, um the, the Christians were very upset uh, about some of the uh, scenes in that f- show that were anti-Catholic. Um and uh, some of the one Jewish listener called in and they had a big problem with him uh, a scene that involved the shoes from holocaust victims do you ever get offended by any of the scenes on that show that are anti-christian or anti-jewish or anti? i don't think you're offended by the anti-muslim stuff but any any <laughs> of the stuff that's offensive to somebody
1: i mean i think he offends everyone yeah i've taken issue with some of the stuff in there you know listen the Wagner, the episode, like, towards the beginning of when the show started with Wagner, um, you know, my grandparents were Holocaust survivors. My mom was born at bergen camp, and were against the music of Wagner. They used to play that when they would murder Jews. and Wagner was an anti-Semite, and he mocked Jews being upset with that. But you know what? It's, hard. it's a show. It's comedy. Right. And you can't take it to heart. It's like the movie The Producers. You know, I wouldn't be offended by that. And they were mocking, you know, right. Springtime for Hitler. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, I'm so pleased to hear you say that Uh, next time you're in New York, if it's if it's during season 12's run of Curb, uh, maybe you'll come over. We'll do a a Curb watching uh, party. Um,
1: Absolutely. uh,
0: Debbie, I don't even know that I need to ask this, but you are an attorney. You're somebody that follows political goings on pretty closely. Let me get your take on the status of the Donald Trump investigation and the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Where do you see this going? What's your take on uh, the FBI's handling of this raid?
1: Well, listen, I remember after Trump was elected and he was the president-elect and there were tons of columns in the newspaper and commentators on TV all the so-called, quote-unquote, smart people saying, we never go after political opponents. He should not go after Hillary, for ha- Hillary Clinton for having classified documents. And he did take the high road, and he did not go after her when he could have. Um, and now, all these smart people really think that democracies should go after uh, political opponents when they're on the right. I don't know what's in those documents. We've all heard rumors. But even when the affidavit is unsealed, I think, what, today? Today, right, today Um, by
0: noon, right.
1: Yeah, when it's unsealed with the redactions, it's all still speculation. Because unless we actually see what's in those documents, I bet if I go to any ex-president's home, their museum, their whatever they have, I'm sure they all have stuff that maybe is either classified or even is not classified but is government property that they shouldn't have taken. I think it's sort of like a perk of the job. I do not want a president to have nuclear secrets with them, Um, and that's the story, but I don't know if that's true because we hear so many stories that have not panned out, you know, from the beginning, from the Trump-Russia collusion story. And listen, I'm not a Trump, you know, do or die. I'm not a Trump uh, ride or die person. I didn't like some of the things he said or did or how he behaved. And personally, you know, I I I don't care for his behavior, but I thought I agreed with a lot of his policies. I voted for him uh, both times and also in the primary. And um, I do think that a lot of this is really exactly what they told him he should not do with Mm. Hillary Clinton. I think it's payback. I think it's um, political. And I I don't like it at all. We we don't go after former presidents because we didn't agree with them. It's wrong. If you had to pick,
0: gun to your head, I know it's early, but if you had to pick uh, your favorite presidential candidate for 2024, it could be including Trump, but anybody, anybody that's been talked about as a presidential candidate, who are you picking?
1: Absolutely Ron DeSantis. That's my man.
0: That's your man. All right. Uh, Debbie Sussell, it is always a treat to talk with you. I hope we can do it again soon. Absolutely. When are you coming Thank to New you. York and we can hang in studio?
1: You know what? I will come to New York soon. If if that's the case, I'd love to hang out there. Wonderful.
0: Let's plan on it, Debbie Schussel. You can All check right. out her uh, website. Uh, the short w- one, There are many ways to get to it. You can go to debbieschussel dot com or you can go to DebbieDoesPolitics.com. dot com. That's DebbieDoesPolitics.com dot com, and there's uh, some great content on there. Eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. We will do fifteen seconds of fame in just a moment. Uh, you can be heard on any issue you want for. 15 seconds, 1 800 848 9222. Straight ahead.
1: The other side of midnight. midnight.